welcome, welcome, boys and girls. I'm really, this is, I'm Chelsea Lesage. Charles Lincoln is here as well, and he did not just give me the middle finger on that countdown, and I'm very happy about that. It's because I'm half awake. Yes. So welcome back to Beyond the Bell. We're here again for you. Yeah, I was, I was, I was much more awake until I watched uh, Natalia versus Aaliyah, and uh, now then I just had to sleep for eight hours. So... Uh, we'll get into that unfortunateness later. So, hey everyone, welcome to our women's wrestling podcast, um, Beyond the Bell. Um, so before we start, I actually, well, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> oh, the mystery, I don't even know what you're referring to. <laughs> well, it was, it was an AEW thing. Okay. And I figure uh, we might as well wait until our AEW correspondent is uh here yes might as well wait yes uh so uh there we go all right so in the meantime let's talk about this week's uh week in women's wrestling yes fine sounds good (laughs) yeah so let's start off with but so i want to say okay it's not like monday night raw was like awesome but it's really weird that Raw has become better than SmackDown right now. It was really strange to, like, care about Raw or be, like, in, like involved or want to know or pay attention to what was happening. I was like, this isn't right. What happened? <laughs> uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's the Golden Shovel. The Golden Shovel. I think it's Charlotte. Yes, just being gone. I think Charlotte, I, really, if you think about it, I think Charlotte drags down any show she's on. Yeah, I mean, but nothing's going to be done about that. I mean, like, what do you think will realistically happen with Charlotte? Like, what will end her time in WWE? What do you predict that will be? I have no idea. I have no idea. I do know that her father is certainly going fucking nuts on Becky on Twitter. because It's just sad now. Yeah. It's like Rick... Rick Flair just is writing about, like, just talking shit about Becky all the time. And Becky just, like, shut him down with a single tweet where she was like, you know, um, what was it? Uh, be, you know, work hard enough so that your, uh, your heroes become your rivals. And then work even harder so that Ric Flair freaks out every time you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me really happy. Yes. But um, so let's go into Monday Night Raw. So we start with Rhea Ripley versus Nikki. I'm going to say Nikki Ash because I refuse to just spell her fucking last name. Yeah, That's it's just stupid. Well, the whole thing's just been stupid from the get go. So seeing it end has been really just the biggest blessing coming back to Beyond the Bell. Um, truly, it has been. And I just like it's another one of these matches where, you know, they've been building it for weeks. But realistically, if Nikki wins, then it's enough for us to stop doing this. <laughs> Again, <laughs> you know, the thing is, the thing that's funny is like Rhea comes out and Rhea's, and Rhea still gets a good reception. And, and I just thought to myself, Rhea should be so much of a bigger star than this. And like, honestly, I'm surprised she's still being cheered at all after the last year of doing everything possible to just ruin her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, I was thinking about that about it this morning that like, you know, we had said like if when she goes up to the main roster, if they like change her look or anything, we're going to be furious. So it's like they somehow did everything except change how she physically looks and her theme, but changed everything that is quintessential Rhea that we love about her. I'm pretty convinced that's why Tony Storm quit. Yeah. You know, because they they were doing their I mean, number one, making her lose like all the weight in her butt. 
which is really fucked up. And then number two, like literally they changed her personality. They were changing her gimmick. They were doing everything they could to make Tony Storm just generic, you know, attractive blonde number 25. Yeah. It's dumb. And yeah. And she finally just like, nope. Yeah. My main takeaway from Nikki versus Rhea was I wrote that. I wish that I cared more. Like even if I'd been watching right along, I still wouldn't care. (laughs) Um, as, as long as Rhea won. Well, you know, the thing about the matches, I it also made me realize that Nikki's gimmick actually works so much better with her as a delusional heel. Yes. Than us actually supposed to take some sort of inspiration from this stupid gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Them, like I agree. A, like a like a dumb gimmick can work if it's if it's by someone who's just supposed to be completely out of their mind. Yeah, if she keeps going down this downward spiral and then like attacking random people, I think that that could be fun and worth her while. But it's taken too like, long to get to this point. Nikki putting her hand out to slap fans was hilarious, <laughs> and no one reaching to slap it was amazing. <laughs> I just noticed that nobody cares. You know, you watch the crowd and it was like very little reaction. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, it starts off. Nikki runs at Rhea and gets knocked over immediately. And, you know, remember when I said, because um, Jim Cornette said it, that uh, it looked like a dominatrix going trick or treating with her little sister. Yes. Who's dressed up for Halloween. It looked even more like that when they're fighting each it other. It really, really did. And it was just Rio's just throwing her left and right as if it was nothing. It's like as if she like, like her sister, her little sister was like a little baby. And she's like, oh, let's yeah. play this game, like tossing her and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. I mean, it was basically like a trampoline. Um, the Matt yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and there was, and there was one part where he, she had her in that vertical suplex, like forever, like upside down. And, um, we saw one of those in AEW too. And I always wondered if like, if someone is ever thrown up during that. Yeah, I probably would. Just as a tactic I mean, to get out of like, it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, cause I, I've heard enough stories of people like peeing or pooping themselves in the ring. Wow. Yeah, no, no, there's a horrible story on uh, of uh, CM Punk um, pooping himself like in a, on a SmackDown match. And you see the referee touch it because he didn't know what it was, but... Ew. Oh, yeah, no, it's... And then the referee knocks it out of the ring before doing the count, which I was like, wow, that's a brave fucking man to... It was a solid <laughs> poop? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate poop so bad. Yeah, no. And I was like, that referee is doing what I certainly wouldn't have. I would have called the match. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, Rhea, I was watching this and I was just thinking, man, this is how, although, you know, even if I don't care about Nikki, this is still how Rhea should be portrayed. This is like. It really is. She's like a fucking god in this match. Yeah. And it's like, it's so good to watch this after the last time we saw it was just her getting her ass kicked by a push, the golden shovel, you know? And it's like. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm like, I feel like Rhea has gone back like two years in her progress that now she needs matches like this to build her up to what she used to be. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's bad. I really loved her Northern Lights suplex. And then I was just like, oh, Nikki did a DDT to Rhea Ripley. It doesn't even look like that's what happened. Like it just did. I don't I don't know. Just more Rhea, please. Always. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like, you know, we're talking about how like we don't really care about Nikki. I just remember before they gave her this stupid 
the stupid gimmick we were in the hey where's nikki like every week we were talking about that like give her time yeah people just like i feel like people listen to our podcast and then are like all right we'll give them what they want but we'll make them more angry yeah yeah that's what it is it's all our fault yeah (laughs) so so next we go um to alexa bliss and therapy yes we do um who is this therapist i don't know He's he's just an actor, I guess. He's not a wrestler. Okay, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I thought it was Blake Shelton, like the country music star for a second. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I who was that like, is, what is okay. he doing there? Oh, um, <laughs> so Alexa Bliss is on her journey back to Raw, right? And so two weeks ago, um, you know, they were talking about how Lily was imaginary, and but then I love the photos. I love the photos. Like this yes. is fucking hilarious. Like, who are these child actors? Like, they're like, can you imagine that? Like, oh no, no, were no, they no. Her? Those were not child. Those were not child actors. Those were pictures of of Alexa, like as a little kid that they photoshopped Lily into. That's hilarious. I, I figured it was either that or like that breakdown, like that casting call. If it was little kids, like either way, it's completely absurd. Yeah, no, it's 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 real pictures of her when she was a little kid, but they just stuck Lily into. That's them. so funny. So, yeah, she talks about how she always had her back. Lily always had Alexa's back and how that was real. And if she returned, she'd hug her, she'd play with her, she'd dress her in pajamas because she loves pajamas and have a sleepover, watch some scary movies. She loves scary movies. We had so much fun. And so um, Blake Shelton rips out, <laughs> whips out a, <laughs> a replica doll of Lily. Uh, From WWE shop. I know. Um, I just was, it was so fucking shameless. <laughs> I did. I did like every once in a while. I'll go onto the WWE shop mainly to look at like Bray Wyatt stuff and like see yeah. if he's still like selling like hotcakes. And I noticed that the Lily doll is actually available. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, so yes. you too can Photoshop it into your childhood photos. <laughs> Dreams do come true. I'm just going to, I want, I photoshop the fiend into every fucking photo from my childhood. That's really, I, I'll never get over it. <laughs> yeah, so she's sad and she's like longing for her friend. Yeah. And so um, then we go to uh, Bianca Belair versus Carmella. And I'm so fucking sick of Carmella and I've been away for how many months? Mm. Just no. So I do love Carmella teasing the little kid with the hands with the hand slap and then pulling it away. I I do. See, that's the thing. Carmella, I don't like watching her wrestle, but she has her character down Mm -hmm. so well. Mm -hmm. Like she does so many cool character moments, but it's like she can't wrestle. So it's she should be just if she was a manager, she would be perfect. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. My favorite takeaway from this match, right, is the just I have to say it now because it was amazing. Um, who was it? It's not Saxton, but the other commentator. When Corey Graves said, yes. uh, "When you wear your when you wear your gym mask, no one makes fun of you, Saxton." You just don't wear it on TV. That was the greatest <laughs> yes. thing that I heard ever. <laughs> Like, I was like, do they really just not like each other? Because that's like, I'm also shocked that they got away with saying that. Like, what? That was just, I was like, I had to like pause it and be like, holy shit. That was way better. Then they're talking about how Carmella's mask should be in Ripley's, believe it or not. Like, it's funny. I was like, 
Well, and I also I also love um, you know when they complained about the mask and Corey Graves said if I had a as beautiful a body as Carmella I'd come out dressed like the Michelin Man, <laughs> protected. Fuck yeah. Oh, that makes me oh, so man. happy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Corey, like it's, Corey Graves, is really I, I like him as a commentator a lot because um, he just he just has this wit and this this humor about him, and I and I loved how he just picks on Byron Saxton the entire fucking time. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. It was like that was just way better than the batch. I mean, honestly, and I love Bianca Belair so very much, but it just was like I didn't care much for her lipstick color this week. But that was my yeah. only note on Bianca because well, she does everything else perfectly. Um, well, the other thing, the other thing is, so apparently she beat Selena last week, and I'm like. Why is the, why are the tag team champions fighting with one person? Do they have that few people? That Probably. like like that's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't the tag team champions fighting with a tag team? Why are they feuding with a single rest a singles wrestler? Mm-hmm. Like that makes that makes you know it, to me it shows. Well, gee, maybe you shouldn't have fired like five people. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have fired five. Yeah, maybe you should. Yeah, I don't know. So it's just like the. It's more of Carmella you know, shrieking for like seven yeah, minutes. <laughs> it's it's like, boy, wouldn't it have been fun to see Bianca Belair versus Tegan Knox or Bianca Belair versus Mia Yim? Mm-hmm. Like that would have been fun. Yeah, this was just bullshit. But yeah. we got the KOD. Yeah. Thank God, because yeah. I was going to be real <laughs> fucking mad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so then we go to uh, Ronda Rousey coming up and. And I'll, I'll say Bianca still has the problem of never looking pissed off enough. Yeah. Like, I, and I'll, and I'll, and I, and I'm, I'm, I am starting to think that that's an office decision because I'll, I'll go into that when we get into SmackDown. Um, so Ronda Rousey comes out looking just badass. She has this fucking smirk on her face. She looks like she's going to murder somebody. Yeah, no, I mean, you know. like, I love her just, like, her half, yeah, the half smile, the grimace, like, I don't know, I, I oh, everything about her just, like, I, I like, got, ch- like, full body chills just hearing the theme, um, was, yeah. it was really fucking, fucking awesome, and the crowd is just absolutely insane, and, um, uh, and she talks about how she doesn't know. I love her calling Becky Lynch Rebecca is just everything. Like it even it took me a minute because it's the first time I heard that. And I thought that was like the perfect little touch to just like up the ante on the whole thing. Um, well, I love that they're calling each other Ronnie and, and Rebecca. Yes. Ronnie and Rebecca. Yeah, so she's deciding, like, debating on whose title she wants to take at WrestleMania because she has unfinished business with both of them. Um, <clears throat> uh, how she could choose Rebecca, but um, oh, I was I didn't type my attention. Yes, my attention is a compliment. Rebecca doesn't deserve. Yes, yes, because the biggest fight for any woman at any time is with me. Um, and sh- choosing Charlotte would show that not even as a content as a contender not even as a champion yet that Rebecca is on is on her undercard and then Charlotte will know and everyone will know that the uh, biggest baddest bitch is me and Becky Lynch's outfit is everything when she comes out 
This is yeah. I'm not sure what the hell she was wearing. It was the greatest thing I've seen. Um, I, I feel like it was like definitely some sort of like Cirque thing, but I don't know. I, I but she was. It was like that mixed with the Red Queen. Yeah. I don't. Or I don't. And then like some like marching band something like the shoulder pads. <laughs> I don't know. And her hair was just everything. And this is just like it took me back to like before we ever started doing this when Charles just was like, "Hey, so you want to go see wrestling?" <laughs> and like seeing these women in the ring and not knowing who they were, you know. Well, you're the one who actually, I, you you actually uh, were the one who suggested we go because I was just talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh, that sounds fun. Let's take let's look at it because you you had heard that Ronda Rousey was wrestling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's good to have them back. Um, Yeah. And I love Ronnie, you little weirdo. I missed you. Look at you out here using the government name spout nonsense. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Nice to say you haven't changed in them. Um, I lo- lose the credibility uh, uh, undercard. You lose your credibility with the undercard when I'm the only one to beat you, and I'm not even sure they- they'd see you again, or that we'd see you again. But the biggest match in anyone's mind in the past decade is Becky and Ronda. Um, I- and I'm just like, yeah, I think about that. I I do. Like, I love that they know each other so well that they could just go and, like, spout all this, like, horrible shit at each other. Yeah. Yes. And and then she's like, as this is your first match back, back though, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't blame you for starting with an appetizer like Charlotte Flair. You know, have have yourself a little gazpacho, which of course uh, I'm sure <laughs> set Marjorie Taylor Green uh, off, being afraid the gazpacho police will get her. Um, but um, I just love that Becky Lynch calls well, herself calls herself meat and potatoes, like that she's yeah. the main course. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Um, yeah, so she's, I love her, like, time is money, and big time is big money, so who's it, who's it gonna be? Um, and that Friday she'll have, she'll give an answer after she, like, throws her down, and then drops the fucking yeah. mic on her. I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked <laughs> up. But I love Becky taunting her as, Ron, as Ronda Rousey walks away. Yes. Yes. And she's like, oh, I guess this means confirmed Ronnie fears Becky. I wouldn't want to face me either. And then Lita's music starts up. Yeah. And Lita's hot, man. (laughs) Yeah. Lita, I'll tell you, man, for someone who, I mean, you have to keep in mind, Lita is the generation before Mickey James. Mm -hmm. Like Lita was, Lita was in the nineties. Yeah. She's hot as fuck. (laughs) You know, I mean, even, and Becky, like Becky, like Lita was one of the, the women who like inspired Becky, inspired like, you know, like a whole bunch, a whole, all the women we're watching now, we're watching like, you know, like the younger ones were watching the Mickey Jameses of the world. The ones in their thirties were watching Lita. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how this like starts off as just like Lita, just complimenting her over and over and over again. And Becky doing the same thing and then slowly, (coughs) excuse me, manipulating her into the, like, you know, you never back down from a challenge. And then Becky's realization. Just, yeah. I don't know, like, this was just played out so, so perfectly, and then just, like, the bomb drops of, like, you and me in the elimination chamber, and the mm-hmm. zero hesitation of Becky saying no. It's <laughs> 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 so fun. It was so fun. Um, so. Oh, hey, hey, look, it's, it's Rose, our AW correspondent. Hi, Rose. 
All right. Surprise, so motherfuckers. We were just, we were just talking, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely love, I love when Becky is just like, nope, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right. You guys are recording from now. I'm just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are. Uh, yeah. Um, Cause I'm on a, I'm on a, I just, I just set record on my uh, program. So I was just letting you know. Okay. Well, oh, when, uh, page. okay. Yeah. We in are recording live right now. So, um, Sweet. but we will, all good. yeah. But when, uh, yeah, just have your, uh, your voice memo ready for when uh, we start talking about AEW. Cause we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with you. Okay. Yeah. All Hell right, yeah. So here we go. So anyway, Lita says that she's yeah, just so if you're I, scared, just say it. And I'm many things, but not yeah. scared. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's uh, yeah. And I love her being like, "You want to do this? You got it." And then the look on her face, like, "What the fuck did I just do?" Yeah. So that was. Um, I was like, "Wow, why is Raw better than SmackDown?" Raw right was now? so is, good. This is weird and and not right. But all right. So now we go to NXT 2.0. With Toxic Attraction, and it's really good to see them back. And I was just like, oh, yeah, they all have belts. That's fun. (laughs) So out of the loop. (laughs) So just don't even know. Um, So what I love, I have to say, they really need a better theme. Yeah. They really do. Like, their theme is awful. But we'll we'll get into, into that. I also love Mandy Rose using the term fugazi. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i didn't even know how to write that down <laughs> it's 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 italian it's italian we yep. uh we paisans know Old what it means italian. but uh yeah but uh so uh Gigi calls out indy uh uh indy hartwell and uh persia parada and i like that she doesn't you know just make excuses for losing she just says that you know, what happened last week wasn't a fluke. It was your death sentence. I know. And, um, <laughs> so they're, JC yeah. says that they're going to get their title match and the Toxic Attraction will get their vengeance. And then yeah. Kaylee Ray comes to ruin everyone's lives. Um, and with a bat. With a fucking, like, a metal bat. Like, a legitimate yeah. bat. I started thinking about how, like, you know, you know, my dad, his other thing, like, other than, like, loving CVS so much, is that he, um, is that he always has a bat in his trunk in case he has to like threaten someone and, yeah. and so i was like kaylee ray is my father oh no yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that be great if like kaylee ray just looks at the camera suddenly starts stop speaking with the scottish accent and it's like all right kiddo let's go to cbs let's go to cbs <laughs> kiddo <laughs> get some extra bucks <laughs> Or or one day or one day you just see your dad putting the the big red wig on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, this is too real. This is too real. Um, so Mandy says so, no to the title match. Okay. So before that, can I just point out that when she's coming at um coming at them with a baseball bat, the audience starts chanting, "Not the face." Yeah, yeah, that was good shit. <laughs> that was good shit. Yeah, but so. So Kaylee points out that she's the longest reigning uh, women's champion of the modern era, which is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy blows it off and starts talking about her bikini world championships or magazine covers. And she says she's what every woman aspires to be and what every man wishes they could be with. And I love that Kaylee Ray's like, none mm-hmm. of that is about like in ring skill at all. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and she was like, I was dominated constantly. You were slipping on your ass at WrestleMania and sucking face with Otis. I know. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. They, shit. Like, this is 2.0 for real. Like, this shit is crazy. Um, just bringing shit she up. She did go in on her. Yeah. It's just like bringing this stuff up from so long ago. Like, I'm just like, and I loved like getting the joke. <laughs> 
was my big takeaway. I was like, I know what she's talking about. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I remember, yeah, remember when she? I had totally forgotten about her falling on her ass and uh, down the ramp at WrestleMania up until she uh, Kaylee Ray said yeah, that. So good, so good. And 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 Mandy Rose is like, look at me now. And the weird fucking pan down to her heels. Like, why? That was fucking weird. Why? Why was that necessary? Um. Yeah, so she says that she's the hottest thing going, and she's going to be transparent with you in the nicest way possible. All the talent in the world will never replace this. But Kaylee Ray's determined that by the end of the night, she will have her title match. And Mandy says, doubtful. And she goes, and uh, uh, Kaylee Ray hits her, and then Gigi and JC, like, somehow, like, they were like hyenas came up from, like, came up from <laughs> underneath the ring. But no, Kaylee still has her back. Um, yes. It was fun. Yeah. So you know it's just yeah. going to be like a thing that's going to continue, and it gets crazy. Yeah. So so now we go to Cora Jade. Um, she's wanting to prove to Raquel that she's tough enough to be her partner. Um, she said, I might get my ass kicked, but I'm going to hit her with everything they have. And then Raquel comes out, says she can still back out when she doesn't. Raquel says something in Spanish. I have no idea what it Me was. Um, oh, she calls her preciosa. And then she wishes her buena suerte. That means um, she calls her she calls she calls Are, her like a diminutive. Did, did, um, did you t- did you turn nickname. on did you turn on your voice your voice memo? Oh yes, I did. Okay, good because otherwise no one <laughs> yeah. could hear that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's just dead no, air. I, 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 I turned it on to you. Okay. She's been with us the <laughs> whole time. Okay. That yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Then, uh, yeah. All right, cool. So then uh, we get Cora. She wishes her good luck in a mocking way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, thanks, Rose. <laughs> so, so, so we get the beginning of Cora Jade versus Raquel. Um, and I realize, speaking of bad themes, I hate Raquel Gonzalez's theme just sounds like the type of shit that, like, they play over, like, sports highlight footage. Oh, God. Like, while someone's talking about, you know, this game happened in 1962, where the Rams were eaten by these Chicago Bengals, or whatever. And you were so wrong about all of that. <laughs> that was just, like, the most wrong you could have ever been. It just shows how much he cares about oh, sports. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Isn't, isn't today the festival of, of sports ball, or whatever? Yes. It is the festival of sports ball. Oh, man. I, I, I think my favorite part is when they use the bat and the puck. And then at the end of it, um, the losing <laughs> the losing team has their hearts ripped out and thrown down. The, down and the, they have uh, to give all their extra bucks down, to the winning the team. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yes. So I don't know. I haven't, re- you know, uh, Chelsea, did you notice that they that they've glammed up Raquel a lot? They really did. Like, I mean, she looked great. But I was like, there was nothing wrong. I noticed that a lot of people look different. Like Dakota Kai looked different. Raquel looked different. Um. But I noticed that not only just in NXT, but I noticed it with like Jordan Grace and stuff like that. Like, I don't I don't know. Maybe things are just changing and I don't like (laughs) it. (laughs) Change is hard and bad. (laughs) So so in the parking lot, um, we then witness a felony as Kaylee Ray kidnaps Gigi and (laughs) JC. Thank you for addressing that, because I'm always like, you know, this is a crime, and you're on video right now oh, oh, doing this crime. Oh, there's, you know? there, there's a lot of crime on this episode of NXT when we get to there Wendy is. Chu versus Mari Miller. I know, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I just was like, so, I was like, is she just, they, she, yeah, she kidnapped them. Okay, got it. Yep. Yeah, so so we go back to the ring. Um, Cora Jade comes out. I want to also... Um, 
uh, mention a wrestler that we used to talk about from Ring of Honor actually just got offered a WWE contract. Oh. And I bring it up because apparently that person is like best friends with Cora Jade in real life. Ro- remember Roxy? Oh, yeah. I loved Roxy. Yeah. Apparently she just got offered a WWE oh, contract. Oh, good for her. Yeah. So she was like one I, of the I, ones that we really enjoyed watching, too. Yeah. Apparently she and, uh, and Cora Jade are actually like real life, like best friends. So That's amazing. It might be. It might be interesting to see her. See, that might be a team that might actually really work. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, since they actually have history together. Wow, a tag team we want to see that isn't Casey Squared. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, so I'll I'll tell you. So um, I remember when we first saw Cora, the thing that stuck out to me at the time was that she was a good wrestler, but she had no facial expressions. Yeah. And that has changed so much. You Mm -hmm. can see she's improved a whole lot. Yeah. She does. She sells it's, really she's well. She's pretty comfortable with her little skater girl character. Like, yeah. Yes. You know, well, yeah. you know what's very AJ Lee vibe. Well, you know what's really funny. Um, and I and I I spoke about this off the air to Chelsea a while back. I don't know if you heard about this, but um, Darby Allen of AEW, um, was giving her shit for um for having a skater gimmick. That's dumb. Uh, really? Because that. Why? Because that's his whole thing is that he like is. This, I mean, whatever. But she's a girl, so yeah. automatically well, different. <laughs> he's he wrote he wrote on Twitter. Skating is a huge part of my life, not a fake character for TV. LOL. Fuck you, Darby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh well, here's my favorite part. Um, so a while back, Darby Allen was accused of physical and sexual abuse by indie wrestler Holy Cromwell during the Speaking Out movement on social media. Dun dun. And. Uh, so she wrote um being a good person with no abuse allegations against me is a huge part of my life and not just a character i play on tv <laughs> ah, yes. bodied that's amazing bodied. so they've wow. they've since both deleted those tweets but, <laughs> but yeah, charles d lincoln oh, never man. forgets <laughs> yes he never forgets he does you know I, so you'll you'll appreciate this um uh, Rose, I was speaking to um my uh to well to Diabolica. You you remember her? Oh yeah, yeah. Because okay. she started watching uh, wrestling again, and she was asking me what I thought of Darby Allen, and uh, I said I like him as a wrestler, but every time he opens his mouth, I like him even less. Ooh. And her description of she's like, yeah, Darby Allen is pretty much the guy who you, whose girlfriend you'd be having sex with in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that got too real. And I'm like, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this was this was a fun match. I love the dueling Cora Raquel chance. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I mean, it was very evenly split and that was really good to see. Um, and just like Cora Jade is really good. Like, you wouldn't even think it. She really just came into her own, and she sells super well. Yeah, well, she's like 20 or something like that. Yeah, and she's super fucking quick. And her counters were really innovative Mm -hmm. and brilliant. Um, Yeah, very impressed. She does does a a crazy drop kick where, like, it looks like she's squatting in the air horizontally. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, like, her form is really, really cool. Um, At one point... She gets put into that especially painful looking version of that thing Raquel does where she puts you on her shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that she's getting her ass kicked and she still slaps Raquel. Yes, of course. And she, <laughs> yeah. Of course. I so, mean, like, I feel like it then, was really great too. Like, it, it kind of, 
I'm really happy that she said in the interview beforehand that she might get her ass kicked because, like, she didn't really. Like, she was, mm-hmm. it, I felt like they, I don't know. It was something that I never thought that I'd ever expect or want to see, but enjoyed it more than most things this week. Yeah. Yeah, this was a fun match. And I I love her 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 modified version of the uh, Black Widow that AJ Lee used mm-hmm. to do. Um, mm-hmm. when, uh, you, you know, but yeah, like it was just so much fun. Uh, her doing the Hurricane Rana where she used the, uh, the ropes to yeah. get up on Raquel. Yeah. Um, and then she goes for the, uh, a knee to the face, but she ends up getting the, is it Shinganga or how is that pronounced? Uh, bomb, uh, masking, oh. uh, Rose. Yeah. I'm not. Oh, Chingona. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Chingona is like, it's a really bad insult. Oh, is it? Uh, <laughs> Copy that. Chingona is like that. Yeah, that that's like it. It. Yeah. What's it, What's it, the English version? We can say fuck I on this show, so it's, it's I dirty. I don't know we what can... the English version of that would be. Oh. To be honest, I don't think there is an English word. Interesting. But it's basically it's like it's like chingona is like it's worse than bitch. It's like around like more like like like. Hmm. Well, it's hard to describe it. There's a lot of weird words in Spanish that are super bad yeah. insults. Like there's words where it's like you are like the ass hair yeah. closest to my asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like wow, like that's so specific. Yeah, you know I love I mean? that very yeah. much. I still remember when I still remember when, when we'll talk about her during the AW report. But I remember when Mercedes Martinez just whipped out puta on uh, mm. on NXT, and I'm like, whoa, does do, yeah. do they have no idea what that means? Because that's definitely Probably. a curse. There's no, there was no Spanish announce table, so yeah. nobody could. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I guess, she was like, "Ha get away with this." I guess everyone, yeah. at the, everyone at the network must must be like an English speaker because I know mm-hmm. that that's certainly not a word you should be able to get away with saying on there. No, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, and then at the end, uh, Raquel stands her up and shakes her hand, and they will be partners in the Dusty Cup. When is the Dusty Cup? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, going to start in like two or three weeks. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Dusty Cup is always yeah. fun. Yeah, so I'm into that. Yeah, so now we get Saray versus Kayla Inlay, which is the most like uncomfortable sounding name. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird name. It, I don't it, know. It why doesn't you would feel call good. That. It doesn't feel good on your on your tongue to say Kayla also, Inlay. Like an Inlay is like it's a very like like fancy schmancy thing. Like you know, like it like. Like, it makes me think of, like, custom guitars that are super expensive and stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it doesn't make me think of anything that's, like, cool. You no, know there's I mean? nothing it biting really about strike that me name. As, like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't make me think of fighting. It doesn't make me think of strength or anything like that. It, it, so it's a little bit of a, an odd choice. For yeah. Me. Yeah, so we have, uh, so now it's Sailor Scout time, because uh, yeah, Saray's she's coming out. In her was, Japanese school uniform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I like how she just has like a fucking transformation where she just walks into like the that light was the and coolest thing. That was just so she fucking straight up cool. does a magical girl transformation yeah. to get into the ring. Which literally, is literally, she's, literally, they just need to have her like spin, and then like she just becomes like naked light, and then her clothes <laughs> like just appear on her. Yeah, it was the <laughs> coolest they thing. Had, like, a, they should have had like a video thing behind yeah. her doing that, and then like a bunch of smoke, like but it's like pink tinted. And then yeah. she had come out. I feel like if they had done that, they could have really nailed the whole magical girl thing that she was going for. Yeah. It was very obvious to me, 
you know, with the whole setup and she's doing that whole skit in Japanese talking about how, you know, she had lost her confidence, but then she thought of her grandmother. Mm -hmm. This is the necklace. And then the necklace was like embedded into her costume. I thought that was a pretty nice touch, you know? Yeah. But I was, but they went on about this necklace for like a really long time. Lots of necklace talk. Like a really long time. Yeah. So, (laughs) so obviously this match is really just so we can see, um, you know, the return of Saray. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, the thing that stuck out to me is, uh, remember how I was talking about the first time I saw Cora Jade? She had no expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, Kayla has the exact opposite problem. Like, Kayla is so intense that I think it doesn't come off believable. Mm-hmm. Like, she comes off like, like fucking, uh, Chelsea, did you ever see um, Mystery Men? No. <laughs> so I'm not going to get okay. the reference. <laughs> okay, but it makes it, it she comes oh, off I like... Have. She comes off like Ben Stiller's Mr. Furious character. <laughs> I love that character so but much. Do you see that what I'm saying? Hilarious. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. Like, yeah. she's like trying too hard to be like, oh, yeah, like, um, like she's so just, earnest, you know, she, she's angry at everything. And, it, and I'm it, so angry. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, I, I get that you need to have expression, but like, uh, you know, you don't, don't need to look like you're going to pop a blood vessel like any three seconds. So, <laughs> um, and, uh, Saray does her little missile drop kick thing. Sun, the sun, no the how, sun ray drop kick. I have no idea how people keep their teeth during. Yeah, man, that <laughs> shit was that that she got rocked by that kick, man. I was like, Whoa. yeah, it looked painful. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it because she looks so she's so cute and like, <laughs> and then she's just like, Rawr, yeah, I don't know where I'm gonna kick your freaking face off, you know? Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> so now, so now we get Wendy Chu backstage. Um, while someone blonde watches, and I, we later find out that's Tiffany Stratton, but I'm like, mm-hmm. they probably should have either had a, a little Chiron on the bottom of the screen or mentioned that was yeah. Tiffany Stratton, yeah. because at first I'm like, who is this weird blonde woman watching Wendy Chu? Yeah. Um, so we get Wendy Chu versus Amari Miller. Um, I'll say Amari Miller reminds me of Alicia Fox, and that is not a compliment. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, so we, fired. we go backstage <laughs> to when uh, Tiffany Stratton apparently offers Mari Miller a shopping spree um, if she beats Wendy Chu. And I love how she says NXT is for athletes, not pajama people with bad hair and nails. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> so, so I'm going to I'm going to say something about this because we were talking about the Nikki uh, Ash gimmick and mm-hmm. how a lot of dumb gimmicks. I would say Wendy Chu falls into the Danhausen category of a gimmick that's incredibly stupid that I should hate. And I I really, really should think this is the worst bullshit ever. And yet it wins me over. She's well, so it's cause she sells it so what? good. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I thought this like literally I'm looking at my notes, right? And I wrote these are these these are the exact words that I wrote. I wrote, it's a little cheesy. And this might be the edible I took talking, but I found it really amusing. Like I could I couldn't it was so it was actually the closest to like a like a drunken master style of fighting that I you know, but it but it was just like her just constantly falling into sleep into like relaxed positions. Yeah, and a then her sleepy anger, master. Yes, yeah, and her master. anger comes from being woken up. You know, yeah. what I mean? like, it was, it was, like in actuality, it's the most realistic gimmick. Like I get like that when someone fucking wakes me up. You don't fuck with me. Like it's, it's no, it's because she just like she took every opportunity to sell it. Like she was 100 yeah. percent. in. And I was, she really did. She really did. 
Like, oh my god, I we, actually really enjoyed yeah. it. It was, the, it was, it was so bad. It, it was so cheesy that it was actually like it came all the way back around to being kind of awesome. yes, agreed, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, that that leg lock was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was. And when and, yeah, and when and Amari's like, what and the fuck? She, on her leg. And then she shushes Amari <laughs> yeah. when Amari is trying to get her off. That's great. Yeah, it was good shit. <laughs> and and the and I love the sleepy elbow drop. Oh yeah, yeah. the she, sleepy elbow drop. Was that good. was kind of was what really like good. sold it. That sealed the deal for me. Where I was like, this fucking bitch, she's got it. Like this is <laughs> yeah. dope. It's so that weird. It's, it's so weird. Yes, too. it's so weird to think that she, that 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 was Mei Ying. I know. In, yeah, it's, just, it's good to see actual actresses that are people yeah, who like can do it. Yeah, like that's the thing, man. Like you, like it takes skill to be able to go from that gimmick to this gimmick. Yeah. yeah. And have both of them work too. They both work yeah. so well. That's like a thing where like yeah. people will be like, people will be like, nah, that's not the same person. Yeah, it was no. honestly like it was honestly like really like fun and, and enjoyable. And then she actually once she gets to the point where she's angry, you know, maximum angry that you've woken her up. Her fighting is actually yeah, no, she has, she has some and great acrobatic her, and like her snap suplexes are fucking really. Crisp. It's kind of just like yeah. I feel about uh, like you know how I like have commented in the past about people like wrestling with their hair down. Like I can't imagine like wrestling in a fucking onesie. Like, <laughs> oh, totally. like how the fuck do you do that? That's a mastery shit. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I I do think she needs a better finisher though. She definitely needs a better finisher. That little weird axe handle to the face is not very good. Yeah. Um, so Tiffany Stratton comes out and she throws her credit card to Amari Miller, and I have no idea why you would do that. Like, what exactly is <laughs> what exactly are you going to do with the card? You're not going to knock somebody out with a credit card. You're not going <laughs> to like. What, like, are there razor blades that, in it? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So um, Wendy pins her. You know, Wendy pins Amari, and then Tiffany Stratton starts yelling at Amari, saying she wants her card back. And then we see that Wendy has it, and I realize there's a <laughs> there's a lot of felonies on this show. Oh, yeah. Because um, now Wendy Chu is going to commit credit fraud, apparently. <laughs> I mean, it's that kind of, it was, it's this kind of show. It's the 2.0, man. Yeah. And, and not to uh. mention the fact that Wendy is just dancing in the aisle while Tiffany is, like, yelling, hey, give me my card back. I'm like, why don't you just go get the card back? Like, I'm saying, you're, like, like three feet taller well, than Well, she can't, probably can't walk in that latex. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. So, so now we go to Indy Hartwell and De- with Dexter Loomis. Dexter's... Sexy Dexy. I miss oh, yeah. I miss them together so much. I love Index. Index? Yeah. I know. Index is, like, the and, saving grace, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get Persia... Um, you know, she likes Duke Hudson, who I don't even remember what Duke Hudson looks like, but Dexter gives him a thumbs down. And then mm-hmm. some random hillbilly shows up acting like a seventh grader about Caden Carter. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's dumb. Like Brooke, Brooks yeah. Jensen. Whatever. Yeah, he talks for way too long. Like they, like they should never have given him that much dialogue. <laughs> I did love the pointer mm-hmm. from Indy where she insists that men who talk less are hotter. And that nonverbal communication is key. And so she just like looks at Dexter and they like you know, just communicate via like an intense, very sexual stare at each other. And she's like, yeah, let's go to the hot tub. You know, that's a great idea. Yes. And she just like drags him away. It was so good. 
It is really good. Yeah. And then I was just like, that should have been the end the end of the segment. That should have been the end. That should have been the end of that yeah. segment. And instead they just let Brooke ramble on. And yeah. I'm like, nah, dude. Like just Also, just I have to say up. that like, sex in a hot tub is like kind of dangerous. Like Oh, and, and not comfortable. And not comfortable. Yeah, I almost fainted. Like, it's not good. No, I think I actually did pass out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't don't have sex in a hot tub, boys and girls. Just yeah, don't. So, so now we go to uh, Nikita Lyons. Um, she talks about how her dad was a bassist. Her mom was a groupie. She grew up in a van. And uh, I've seen her. She's a she's a good wrestler. She is not a rapper and she should not be doing that. No. I don't know um, why she was trying to. It was very confusing to me because she's she goes on and on about her dad being a rock star, mom being a groupie. And then she they they go to her rapping poorly and she's more like of a pop. She looks like a pop person, you know, yeah. so I'm like. Get your shit together and get it straight. I'm just you know like, what I mean, like you don't yeah. look like anything. You don't look like a rocker. You don't look like a rapper. You don't look like a pop star. Like, what are you trying to be? Like, it's not, it's not together at all. And I could not. Stand yeah, it. I was. Just like, I was no. just keep. I kept thinking so about familiar. how like you, you were kind of like blessed with this like cool lifestyle and like this origin story, and your father's like this well-known yeah. bassist, and like how disappointed he must be in you, and the fact that you are <laughs> rapping. <laughs> And doing it poorly. <laughs> it was just dumb. The yeah. whole thing was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I, I feel like they needed to. It was like, it's always interesting to me how, you know, rockers and goths are portrayed in any kind of media and stuff. And, you know, me and Charles have been in a bunch of stuff where we were goths in, mm-hmm. in shows and everything. And so it's like, I'm like, you're supposed to be, if you're supposed to be a rock star, then you should be, you should look way cooler. You know, you should look like, where's your leather? Where's your spikes? Where's anything remotely rock star about you? You know what I yeah. mean? And then you're singing the wrong kind of music. And then the other music that she was singing was even more removed from rock music. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, was I was bad. just like, what? Like, none of this makes any sense at all. Like, nothing. Like, you guys don't understand how music works. Like, you don't understand. Really that challenging. I miss hit row. To understand <laughs> the different genres of music, yeah. like, and the way that people dress for them. It's not that difficult, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we go to Saray. Um, she gets congratulated on her win. She dedicates the victory to her grandmother. And then Dakota Kai shows up. Uh, Chelsea, what do you think of what Dakota Kai looks well, like? Well, right I mean, now? like, crimped hair is back in. I learned from a commercial I shot a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, <laughs> but it shouldn't be. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love crimped hair, but I do not think it looks good on Dakota Kai. It looked like a bad perm. It did. It did. I like I didn't recognize her at first. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Is she okay? <laughs> I think well, kind of what I've what they've kind of been doing is that Dakota Kai kind of went crazy. Okay. After mm. losing to Raquel Gonzalez. Okay. So she's been kind of just showing up in other people's segments, telling them about how I couldn't uh, even. Yeah, I couldn't even and, really understand what she said, honestly. Yeah. Well, she said, um, I can tell that that necklace is important to you, um, as was your relationship with your grandmother. But um, as Warrior of the Sun, you should realize that no matter how strong a relationship is, um, the sun always sets on. Them. Yeah, it's dumb. And so yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, so you basically just saying your grandma, her grandma's dead? Like, what is exactly? Did you just murder her mean? grandmother? I mean, it goes with the theme of this episode, I guess. Might as well yeah, commit so murder. Then, <laughs> so then uh, Mandy Rose is uh, yelling at people in catering, 
Um, and mm-hmm. I realized Mandy should, instead of yelling at people at catering, she should probably be calling the police that her two friends have right? been kidnapped by a exactly in, insane Scottish woman. Like, you know, get her passport revoked or something to like, you know, <laughs> so yeah, Kaylee Reese shows up, drops pasta on her head and then uh, hits her with a cake and chases her with a bat. Uh, it was very, I was getting weird splosh vibes. I was like, whoa, what's going oh. on here? Like, this, is turning, this, is go, this is going in a direction I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, had, like, I had seen that. I think, it was, I think it was Mandy Rose either like tweeted it or like put it on Instagram. So I saw that that happened and I was like, what? I, I, I was just very excited. I love it when people get like food thrown at her and then uh, thrown on them. And then like the fact that she's still, that they, they actually came out from catering, right? afterward was really really yeah. really cool what I, what I keep thinking of because you you know we've all been on enough sets that like can you imagine if that wasn't a storyline and this was really happening and you just go back to catering and it's like what the fuck why is the spaghetti all over the floor I was really looking forward to eating some of this <laughs> and like, I just know. made that spaghetti yeah I, I you know like well oh well the catering would be really upset if like you know right? people started just hitting each other with the cake they fucking prepared and like I know like what a waste of cake yeah. And then finally, during the men's match, uh, where it looked like Tommaso Ciampa and uh, uh, some meathead looking dude uh, won. Uh, I'm sorry, that's uh, that's the Steiner kid, whatever the fuck his name is. And, uh, and then Kaylee Ray chases Mandy out there. The two men apparently just evaporate. Because I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't even put it together. Like I saw the like when it cut to it, I saw Tommaso Champ and stuff like that. But I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't even register that this was the end of the the end of the men's match because they weren't there. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, okay, what the fuck? It was it was bad. Yeah, no. And then uh, so Kaylee Ray puts down the bat, gives Mandy Rose a super kick and the gory bomb, which she's now calling a a KLR bomb. Mm -hmm. And NXT goes off the air with uh, Kaylee Ray holding the belt. And uh, so this week is their match, uh, which we will cover on next week's Beyond the Bell. Beyond the Bell! So speaking of Kaylee Ray, <laughs> let's go to NXT UK. Yes. Which rhymes. Oh, yeah. It did. Good um, job. We have Myla Grace versus Isla Dawn. And Isla Dawn mm-hmm. just looks so hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Isla, she Isla does. Has, Isla has gotten so good at her character. Yeah, she has. Yes. I love it. I love it. And I remember when we when I first saw her, it was right. I got to see her right before she transitioned to like the more the dark forces of, you know, yeah. whatever. Because I remember my biggest criticism of her was I didn't like her costume and she was supposed to be a witch and she was like wearing a white like, you know, spangled thing. And I was like, this is not very witchy. And then she immediately like the next time that I saw her, she was all got. I was like, this is exactly what I was expecting. Well, Rose, if you're go for that kind of character. Rose, so you really need good. to understand that everyone listens to Beyond everyone the Bell. Everyone listens to Beyond the Bell <laughs> and then course. listens to what we say and then they do it. But they yeah. somehow manage to piss oh, us yeah. off in a different way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I love the costume. I loved it. I thought it was so good. And I love her aggression and the talking to voices and that, you know, she that only she can hear. And like everything. Yeah. Is she still so calling good. herself the so White good. Witch? No. Okay. I don't think so. No. I was like, because no. that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> no. So, so what's, what's, I came to realize towards the end of this that this was not, this was basically a, uh, remember how we used to see like the Aaliyah James matches, Chelsea, mm-hmm. and how like you could tell that they were just kind of a tryout for Aaliyah James? Mm-hmm. I felt this was basically just a Mila Grace tryout. 
Yeah, like there was nothing that, you know, watching Isla Dawn wrestle is always fun, but this was like, let's yeah. see how Myla does. Yeah. Yeah, because this was like, Isla did her thing and Isla was great at it, but it's like, this match was really, I think, just so the people backstage could see what Myla, what Myla can do. Yeah, and she's, she's got worked. some nice DDTs, man. Yeah. You know? I, I love Isla grabbing her ponytails, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we go to um, Amal. Um, she starts speaking about how G- Ginny cheated last week. And then your favorite person. The, go ahead. <laughs> come on. How awesome is the <laughs> Nina Samuels show? Oh, uh, he just like, Chuck lights love, up when I Nina Samuels she, comes out. <laughs> I love that she actually like not only does she straight up interrupt the interview <laughs> with Amal, but she also actually has like the whole like her whole like TV show, like, like the lower thirds and stuff, thing, yeah, like taking up the whole screen, like the whole screen. <laughs> And she's just like, this is a Nina Samuels show. And like a little bit of theme. I was like, you fucking asshole. This is great. Like she was. <laughs> yeah, I imagine her so just like obnoxious. lurking behind every corner being like, who's getting interviewed now? And then just stealing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it, the thing. If we had so been cov- if we had been covering, if we had been doing this for like the last month, like she literally does this every interview. Nita Samuels oh just pops it's out hilarious. and interrupts every interview. At least she's stage. getting screen time, hilarious. man. Like men's matches, women's interviews, whatever. Like she, Nina Samuels just appears and, and takes over. She'd make a really good re- actual reporter, actually. It's kind of yeah. there. Yeah. And reporters take note. Yeah. The only, thing, <laughs> the only thing I have to note about this is like, so Amala's a face now? I didn't yes, care about anything she said because it's Nina Samuels and she's a star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do have to say, Amal's. French accent was really hot. <laughs> I mean, all, we love your place of birth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it was hot. I was like, all right. Yes. <laughs> so okay. now we go. I was to, like, I don't know what you said, but I like the way you said it. Yes. So now we go to uh, Miko Satamora versus Blair Davenport for the NXT Women's Championship um, in a Japanese street fight. Yeah. So no DQs. So Chelsea, no what did you think of this I match? loved this match. Yeah, I really did. I, it was triggering, but it was fun. I loved it, and I think the end was the end was so fucking sad. It was sad. Yeah, it was. So, I I hate to see I hate to see athletes get hurt. Uh, that was it was really hard for me as somebody who's been injured doing athletic things. You know, because I I knew right away that she was really hurt because like just the way that she was you know like crying and stuff. I was just like, oh shit. I was like, that doesn't fit her character at all. Like, this is this somebody actually just like it was like, that's the sound of somebody who genuinely got hurt. And that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like and you could tell that Mako was really upset that she got that, you know, her partner got hurt, too. Like, she was very, yeah, she looked like she was really concerned. And, um, you know, and she was just trying to, like, you know, hold it together and stay in character and everything. And then they kept replaying it. I'm like, stop replaying it. It was oh, it was it was hard to watch that. It was hard to watch that because I have I have come out of a move and and fucked my ankle up like that, and it's not. Yeah, cool. that's the it's, leg I oh. broke. That's the ankle I broke. So I'm like, no, oh, stop. Shit, man. it was awful yeah, to watch, should... and it and it sucks too because it's the type of thing like it wasn't like Mako did something that hurt her. This was oh, just a move. Oh, not at all. It was just bad luck. Yeah. It was, it was just a bad move luck. She, she did and then bad. she landed wrong. And the move itself, yeah. before before she even like had the bad landing, like I, I I was like, holy fuck, just seeing the move. And I was like, oh no, she actually is 
not good. Yeah. 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 Because the sound of that hitting was really loud. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this whole fight, the the, the, the biggest shame, you know, uh, the, the biggest shame is A, that somebody got hurt when they weren't supposed mm-hmm. to. And the second biggest shame is that this was a really fucking insane fight. And I was really into it and I was really enjoying it. And that's a sad way to end such an amazing fight. And it overshadows just how brutal and awesome. I mean, the fucking fight was. nunchucks, you know I mean? man. <laughs> yeah, man. She busted out the nunchucks. She busted out the nunchucks. Mako busted out the nunchucks. <laughs> she busted out the nunchucks and actually knew how to fucking use them. And then, bam, right to the body. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was yeah, so was, innovative. You know, like, it really was. It was great. I love Mako wrapping the chain around her ankle. Yes, and taking her sweet fucking time doing it, it too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. So deliberate, so brutal. I mean, I knew that, you know, I knew that because Mako was in the fight that it was going to be an insane fight. Because I was like, oh, Mako Satomura is the headlining fight? I was like, this is going to be some wild shit because she's such a great fighter. And I thought that Blair really, you know, really gave it to her. She gave as good as she got, and she was really, you know... And the way the match was booked, I get the feeling Blair might have actually been planned to win it. I was thinking that, yeah. too. I was like, I think that yeah. this was... A, a- it could have gone either way for, you know, like, I, I, it was just, they were both really messing each other up. Just like, But it would have, like, continued the story of, like, Blair, like, getting suspended, then, like, threatening everyone, and then be, until yeah. she's in the ring. And then if she gets this, then she can... Con- if she were to get the title, she could control more of the company, you know? Yeah, storyline-wise, storyline wise, this definitely points to a Blair win. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think with Mako being as, you know, disciplined as she is, I think that might have been especially, you know. Yeah. Yeah. disappointing to her. I just, like, you know what yes. also broke my heart is, like, then her keep, like, the announcer being like, you know, that she is keeping her championship, that she won this match, just the look on Mako's face. Like, I shouldn't yeah. be up. I should be with Blair, making sure yeah. she's okay. Yeah. Like, oh! Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, the other you could, thing you could really tell she yeah. was really like trying to just she was using all of her freaking composure right there. Yeah. Yeah. So so the other thing that gets me is um I noticed that there's no audience anymore at NXT UK again. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I wonder I wonder if that's because of Omicron. Maybe that I like I don't I haven't really been paying attention to what's been going on in uh, in London. Yeah. Um so I wonder if uh, it got so bad over there that they had to take the audience away again. Maybe. Or it's if totally maybe possible. or if maybe they have stricter mandates than we well, do. Well, didn't I read there was like a new strain, but I don't think it's in the UK. Uh, I know I there Omicron was... Omicron is still, the, still, there still is, dominating. Yeah. Th- there is a strain, apparently, that is as... Um, it hits like the older one. Okay. But it's as... It's as, uh, it's as contagious as Omicron. Oh no, yes. that's not good. But it doesn't. If you've gotten Omicron, it doesn't. But if you're vaccinated or if you've got Omicron, it doesn't really hit hard. Okay. Mm. But it's been apparently like a really strong strain if you're not. Uh, so, uh, so let's go to. Uh, but yeah, this was I. I love this. Would have been my match. This would have been my match of the week if not for the ending because the ending. Yeah, just, like, agreed. Yeah, really same. Sad. Same. It was. It was two amazing competitors. And, you know, of all the fights that I watched, I was just like, yeah, you know, these chicks were just giving it to each yeah, other. And they really put everything into it. You know, I love their costumes. I love their I love the fighting. And I'm so sad that Blair got hurt. And I hope that it's not something that keeps her out for 
super long and that she's going to be okay because that's just a, a really sad way to end what was what would have been a legendary fuck match. You yeah. Know what I mean, like this was really like an amazing fight. I was just like, oh my God, like the back and forth was just brutal and it was really exciting. And, you know, I was really bummed that it ended. Yeah. That Agreed. Way. Yeah. So um, we go to Impact where we start off with Jordan Grace versus Matt Cardona um, or Zack Ryder, as everyone who's ever watched WWE will call him still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you, um, I don't like the nickname Always Ready because it makes it sound like he has a propriopism. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it just sounds like he needs to go to, like, the emergency room and get his, like, six-hour boner, like, drained. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> so Chelsea, what did you think about well, this Well, I mean, like, it's Jordan Grace, so, and she's been in so many intergender matches that, like, it, I just was like, hell yeah, I'm excited to see her do it again. She was another one where she looked different. But she looked better. Like, you could tell that she's been, like, hitting it hard at the gym. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. She was looking insanely rich. Yeah, she really was. And I was just like, oh, my What I really... Like, every time I see her, I forget how jacked she is. And I'm like, oh. What I really loved was, like, Matt Cordona's just, like, hesitation and, like, guilt about having to do this. And, like, the story that happened within this match was really what sold it for me. And his journey yeah. into being like, no, I must have the belt. Yeah. <laughs> Hypnotized by his desire for the belt. Digital media. <laughs> yeah. I must have so yeah, shiny. I, I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of love that he had to cheat to beat her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. It was well acted too. And Jordan Grace is a fucking badass, man. She was into it. She yeah. was quicker than I think I've ever seen her too. Like she oh, had the yeah. power moves, but she was all over the fucking place. And then noticing that one thing wasn't working. So she'd counter in a different way the next time. Yeah. She really, mm-hmm. she was fantastic. She really was. She did a, she did a, she did a really good job of uh, taking advantage of their size difference. Yeah. To, actually leverage and use gravity in a lot of different moves i thought that that was really cool it just was really smart fighting and it was just like okay like you're like three feet shorter than this man you know what yeah I mean? it was interesting it was like, how are you gonna like, how are you gonna make this look like it makes sense and then she was i was like actually that does make sense actually yes that's it's exactly how it's you like she had to like change that, right? who she is as a wrestler where she's usually the one with the power moves and she had to go and do the opposite yeah. That yeah, spine buster was super nasty. Yeah, it too. was. Like, it was a super nasty spine buster. And then, boom, right after that, Vader bomb. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was into yeah it. It, is, it is kind of interesting to see Jordan Grace in a match where, like, the other person is bigger than her. And, like, yeah. You know, um, so then we get we get your favorite person, Chelsea. Uh, with, uh, <laughs> actually, two of your favorite people have somehow gotten, <laughs> although at least it looks like they can't stand each other. I don't. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh no! You look so sad. Yeah. So, so Chelsea, why don't you cover? No. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I just like I'm, what, no. So it's Madison Rain and Caleb with a K. I, yeah. I Power almost through, ju- I almost Power just like it. muted it to be like, no, this doesn't matter. But um, yeah. So. <laughs> So they're talking about the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships and how, like, they all, Caleb the Cage is just like, we almost had it. Madison Reed's like, it wasn't a title match, <laughs> which was actually really <laughs> funny. No, but it's in our grasp. Um, 
And Madison Rain being like, no, it wasn't. But I'll soon, I'll soon, <laughs> I'll soon have it when Tennille comes back from her mind and wellness retreat. Which I just was like, where, wait, what? Because of course this is something I didn't know about. And I was like, what happened? What is the story behind this? I don't know. But now we have, we have Peyton Royce and, and finally and Billy and they come What are they called now? The inspiration. The inspiration. They have a which makes no sense because it has the two eyes, like iconic, and I don't think two eyes would be pronounced eh. <laughs> it would be I inspiration. Yeah, like, inspiration. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool. Like it was my first time like seeing them back and together. So that made my heart happy and made the segment bearable. Um, but yeah, no. So the the present isn't for um for Madison. Um, it is for Caleb with a K. Don't don't open it now. Uh, we don't want you to blush in front of us. And it's like <laughs> this new phone with a photo of them on the lock screen, which is just hilarious. Madison Rain's like, you have to change that. Um, I so I mean, like, it'd be nice to see Caleb with a K go somewhere else. I don't think I want to see him with them, though. I don't either, but I don't want to see him at all. But, you know, <laughs> if, if we're stuck with it, then I'll just I'll, I'll deal with it. Maybe they can make him less annoying. I don't nah, know. I don't Tell us how you really possible. feel, Chelsea. I don't the look of disillusionment possible. on your face. But, uh, <laughs> I fucking hate him. So hate then it. we go to Mickey James. I love that they're showing Royal Rumble footage on Impact. I know. Um, so. <laughs> they, they they ask her about it, and uh, she's disappointed she didn't win, but she represented the knockouts. She made history, and then Tasha Steeles comes out, yes. and makes fun of her for losing at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she does like really bad uh, Mickey James impersonation. Yeah, it was yeah. like borderline and, and, offensive. <laughs> yeah, and then ends it with with Donovan, your mother's coming home to you, a loser, a loser. <laughs> I love that. And that Donovan, Donovan, of course, being Mickey James's son. I figured um, as much. So, yeah. Does she have like and, a young um, son or is Donovan like an adult who still lives with mommy? That's the question. No, he's Mickey James isn't that old. Jesus. Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> her son's like three years. Oh, cool. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chelsea Green is there to help Mickey, which and Mickey James is like, okay, yes, peanut. Sorry, my dog is licking my face. Um, the um, okay, that's enough. And she's like talking about how um, she they were just your dog is so thank cute. you. She knows. <laughs> um, the um, the it's nice to see people just be kind to each other. Um, with Mickey and Chelsea, and Mickey allows Chelsea to wrestle her, and they're all happy. Uh, mm-hmm. As yeah. someone as someone who's been watching wrestling for years, I'm convinced Chelsea Green's going to turn on. I her. hope so. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. So then we get a promo for J- for Giselle Shaw. Uh, Giselle Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really care. That's a name you. That's a name you can't really say fast. I've seen her on the Indies, and she's actually really good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good to know. So, um, but then we get Masha Slamovich versus Casey Lennox. Um. I was hoping she'd gotten better since we last saw her. And, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a spinning heel kick. I mean, she did the Russian death device. Is that her move? To yes. win yeah, it? Yeah, it kind of looks like, uh, like, uh, it's like a neckbreakery yeah. kind of move. Yeah. I, the match didn't do anything for me, so. Yeah, uh, I just wrote about squash match. 
And, <laughs> and then she, like, finally, it was so fast. It was oh, at least it was over quickly. <laughs> yeah. Then finally, we get Diana Perazzo just talking a um, lot. Yeah, she's out there with the Ring of Honor and Reina de Reina uh, AAA titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, I don't need to listen to anything that Mickey James has to say. If it wasn't for me, she couldn't waltz into Impact and give a state of the knockouts address. She basically says she is the knockouts division. And mm-hmm. uh, so she's issuing an open challenge uh, for either of her titles next week. Um, and I'm sure Matt Cardona will uh, come and take them. Uh, That'd be really fun but, uh, if he goes for all of the women's titles or yeah. something. Well, because because remember he couldn't win the men's title, yeah. so it'd be very funny if he's just like trying to get all the women's titles now. And he becomes like, I, I'd love to keep seeing this journey of him being like, no, I can't do this. She's a girl, and then being like, oh, shiny, like and just keep doing yeah. it. <laughs> that sounds good. So, so finally we go to a uh, Friday Night SmackDown, which has just become so bad um all right so we get we get Aaliyah versus natalia and my notes literally are i'm supposed to care about this that's my note <laughs> i wonder if like something happened where like natalia put in some word and is like or like threatened somebody like behind the scenes in order to get more time i don't know I mean, they always use natalia with people who they're trying to get to make you know to to test out to see if they're any good, but you don't need to have like fucking a 12 minute match with Aaliyah. No one wants to see Aaliyah for 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. I mean, like, it's just I, I didn't really want to see either one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have literally no. The only note I have is Natalia's coming out with the Guinness Book of World Records and, and no one cares. And then uh-huh. and then Shotzi, we see Shotzi on her phone backstage. Uh, Drew Gulak comes by and then they cut away when Drew McIntyre. Uh, walks by because I guess there's own, there's a limit to how many Drews can be on screen at once. Um, <laughs> but why Shotzi isn't on screen all the time, we yeah. don't know. Well, that's that's the thing that, as I said, they have Shayna Baszler, they have Zia Lee, they have Shotzi, and and we're watching fucking Aaliyah versus Natalia. No, yeah, yeah. or or the fact that Naomi and Sonya Deville is still happening. I, it's just like that is something where how have they not had some sort of weird like I don't know I don't like it's not okay it's I mean, never been okay how come no one's done anything like legally against this thing because it's like crossed so many lines and has gone on far too long I mean it started before we took our break like a yeah. long time before we took this break and just it's just fucking stupid oh oh I'm, I'm gonna give you a spoiler from next week after we talk about the Charlotte promo um so okay so Charlotte comes out um I love that um, Sonia says, oh, Becky called me and said that Rhonda picked her for Mania. Um, and uh, so, uh. so Sonia's going to let uh, Charlotte pick her opponent. And, um, you know, and Charlotte says um, that Rhonda has been farming, playing video games and, and um, being a mom <laughs> while I've nice. been dominating since 2015. Oh I'm, my God. I'm, going, I'm saying I'd be worried for Rhonda if she didn't choose Becky because mom versus mom is an easier route. Um, Jesus Christ. And then, yeah, yeah and, then, <laughs> and then she picks Sasha Banks as her opponent and says Sasha should thank her for the opportunity at WrestleMania. Um, mm-hmm. And then Rhonda comes out, but now Rhonda is smiling like an idiot. And I get the feeling someone talked to her backstage about how she wasn't smiling enough, which really bothers the shit out of me because I loved her attitude on Monday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Rhonda says everyone loves to talk about her. But last time she checked, she gets to pick who she main events with. 
And she says she didn't fly across the country into an ice storm with her with her uh, daughter to have a chat. She came here to teach her the family business of kicking ass. And she <laughs> says to Charlotte, you're just one of many I owe an ass beating to. Good. And, and so she says that she's going to fight um, Charlotte at Mania. Um, and, oh. And yeah, yeah. And then she says, but I want you to keep in mind, Charlotte, you're not special. You're just first. Oh, <laughs> that just made my nipples hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Charlotte takes off her belt and says, I have my own baby and it's prettier than yours. Um, oh, my and, God. And so Rhonda takes off her jacket. Sonia gets in between them. Sonia says she runs the show and Rhonda needs to listen to her. And then she just fucking judo throws Sonia and puts the fucking arm bar on her. Yeah. Um, and so we get Mania. Um, we get uh, Charlotte versus Rhonda, which I'm not as excited to see as Rhonda versus Becky. But yeah, no, that's just like blue balls for sure. I'll say the one positive of it. Maybe it means Charlotte loses the title. That'd be fantastic. That'd be so wonderful. Yeah, hopefully, because like, Jesus Christ, I I could I really hope they're not going to be dumb and have Charlotte fucking beat Ronda Rousey at Mania. That's not well, that's not going to happen. What would what would be really fun to watch is just is to have Ronda like, of course, take Charlotte's title and then go and take Becky's title. Well, like, what do you do then? What do you do then? From what I've been hearing, the plan is for Charlotte, I mean, for Ronda and Becky to be next year, which would be Ronda's last match in her contract. Uh... But the spoiler I'm going to give you for next week's SmackDown is um, apparently there's going to be a tag team match at Crown Jewel between um, Charlotte and Sonya versus Naomi and Ronda. Why? No one wants to see that match. Why? That's why. I just like I just got really excited that you said it. I just like, that's horrible. My nipples are no longer hard. <laughs> <laughs> like I horrible. Stop. I, I, I almost get the feeling that all this so all this like Naomi versus Charlotte shit is stuff they had planned for Tony Storm before she quit or something. Like ah. I don't yeah. know. It's just I'm I'm so tired of the Sonya and Naomi feud. Like, stop no, it! No, it's so dumb. Just stop oh, it! Also, I was thinking about this. I was going to ask you this off air, but like, when someone quits, what do they get sued if they're in their contract? Like, what happens? They're well. They're um, Mustafa Ali is currently wanting his release, and they're not giving it to him. And the other day, he just posted on Twitter. Um, I guess I'll see you all, you guys, in two and a half years. Oh, because he's not allowed to wrestle for anywhere else till his contract runs out. And if he's refusing to wrestle, they could technically they could extend it indefinitely until he's wrestled for two and a half years. Mm -mm. That's some vengeful shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, when CM Punk just decided to not show up for work, they they kept him under contract for like, I think, four or five months. And then they, they didn't officially fire him until his wedding day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And he lived happily ever after. Yeah. Well, Free. it's why he it's why he went to AEW. Part of why yeah. he went to AEW instead of WWE when he returned to wrestling 7 years later. You know. Yeah, smart move. But um so now uh we're going to we're going to speak with Rose um and we're going to have the AEW report. Um so I want to point out um and uh, so 
Hikaru Shida recently said that a, that Japanese female wrestlers are now struggling to survive in current AEW. Mm. Um, she said, my feeling is that the hurdle for Japanese women's pro wrestlers to come to AEW has become much higher. The major cause is the corona disaster, which is not easy to finish. That's because the AEW women's division has grown so much in the past year. AEW is an organization that is constantly changing and the players come and go very rapidly. TV and YouTube, if you've been following AEW on Fight TV or YouTube, you know the women's division in particular has seen an increase in the number of young, cute, and dynamic players over the past year. Which, by the way, is the most Japanese, like, sentence anyone could ever say. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine a Western person talking about how great it was that there's all these cute girls in this federation? <laughs> so, at the time of the launch, the women's division of AEW relied heavily on Japanese female pro wrestlers. That was one of the selling points of the division. But that was only for a while after the launch. Nowadays, being a Japanese female pro wrestler is not as much of an advantage as it used to be. On the contrary, it has become more of a handicap in terms of language barrier, obtaining visa work, and the corona disaster. I myself am no exception to this. And even as a member of the AEW since its inception, a former world champion, I'm struggling to survive in the current AEW. In AEW, mm-hmm. there is a high degree of freedom for the players, but because of that, everything is their responsibility. For example, there is basically no assistance from the organization in finding a place to live, even if you're Japanese. The fuck? Oh, man. That's rough. Yeah, that's how it was for me. So when I heard that... Coming from a whole other country? Like, damn. So when I heard that Emmy... And Emmy Sakara, by the way, is awful. But uh, she said, when I heard that Emmy... That Sakara-san was moving to the U.S., I was worried. I was worried. I've been studying English since I was a child, and I speak English better than most people think, but I still had a lot of trouble. Sakara-san, on the other hand, was at a level where even daily conversation was questionable. Even so, she found a room of her own and is desperately trying to seize the opportunity at AEW. But even though she came to America with such determination, she was not given a chance to participate in the TV matches. There was a fierce battle to get a chance to compete before you can show off your skills in a match. That is what AEW is today. Wow. Mm. So that is really interesting to read. Yeah. Um, you know, uh... That basic because I remember like, you know, when we had the uh, the women's tournament, um, you know, mm-hmm. half of it was all Japanese women. Yeah. And uh, I would say out of that entire tournament, two of them were good. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, slim picking. You know, <laughs> we had uh, I, you was, know. I was surprised. I was surprised. I was I was expecting like something really badass. And well, I was like, Ooh. well, the thing is, I think it's because the WWE has been very selective about the Japanese women that they put in there. Mm-hmm. and. The AW tournament kind of showed us that Japan is no different than America and that there's really great wrestlers and then there's people who suck. Yeah. But they put everybody into the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. While in America, like in the WWE would just put like the one, like the, the two, you know, Maki Ito would have been there. Maki Ito is not great in the ring, but she has so much more personality than 90% of Western wrestlers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Hikaru Shida is really good. And then there was one person who was really good in the tournament, but I don't remember her name. Um, but I also remember you and I, um, Chelsea, uh, disagreeing mm-hmm. on Ryo. Oh, not, not Ryo Sakazaki, because that's a character from Art of Fighting. Um, I know who you're talking but, about. Ryu something. Yes. But you know who I'm talking Aniki. about. Yes. Aniki. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but uh, that was uh, really the ones that kind of stood out. Ever Otherwise, it was just, you know. Not all that great. Um, but yeah, like, I, and I, I think like Hikaru Shida, I think has a future in the West. And I think Maki Ito has a future in the West. But I don't think anybody else they showed in the Japanese side of the AW tournament really is going to go anywhere in, out here. Mm-hmm. 
Especially Emmy Sakura with her fucking weird Freddie Mercury gimmick. Like, yeah, like, you hate that so much. <laughs> oh my god. No one wants to see a fucking, you know, middle-aged Japanese woman come out with a Freddie Mercury mustache. And, like, <laughs> no one. There's no reason for that. Now I know oh. what I'm going to get you for your birthday is a cardboard cutout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now we go to um, just a train wreck of a promo. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, I know you're not a fan of Jade Cargill. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Not even Jade Cargill. We're talking Brandy Rhodes. Oh, yes. No, that was bad. I like to just pretend she doesn't exist. This was, <laughs> it's easier for everyone. Brandy Rhodes wants to be Stephanie McMahon so desperately. Yeah, yeah. And that she's... was a hot mess. It was a really hot mess. It was just like, ah, <sighs> oh, I'm so glad that you shared that, Charles, because I was just like, what the, f-? like, I guess you got, are you trying to like roast each other? They're like, this is like the lamest roast battle I've ever, I, li- I think I literally wrote, yeah, this is the lamest roast battle I've ever seen. No, <laughs> not, like, not to mention, I, so I'm getting the impression Brandy is somehow not a heel. And yet <laughs> she's, when the audience is chanting, shut the fuck up. Oh, that's a sign. <laughs> and, 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 and let's be honest, like Brandy, like, Puts herself on TV to the point of where, okay, so three, no, okay, number one, why are three dudes threatening Cody Rhodes' wife and Cody Rhodes doesn't come out to defend her? Yeah, I don't understand. I guess it was supposed to be like. Well, it's because Brandy is such a badass. She can take on three guys at once. And he's a little bitch. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, she takes turns trying to like, you know, tear them, tear each of them down and stuff. But it was just. Yeah, uh, and and it was bad. And, him, and then he's like talking about cancel culture. He's like, like total boomer, like saying, you know, yeah, saying her ghetto accent is as fake as her implants. Yeah, just wow. Uh, and and that her previous job, the only face turn anyone will buy from her is from her old job of being turned face down. Uh, and I, I just wrote, "This is awful. This is weak sauce. <laughs> this is yeah. This it is, was bad. This is it was bad. This was fucking clown shoes. And then it was clown shoes. And then the woman that the woman that AEW should be pushing as their own Ronda Rousey, fucking Paige Van Zant comes out. But what are they having her feud with Brandy? This is a fucking UFC fighter. This is someone who can legit hurt people. And Brandy is Brandy is fighting at her level." People have to separate, pull Brandy apart from her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the fuck, people? Yeah. This yeah. was this was awful. It was really bad. Yeah. It was bad. It yeah. Was bad. <laughs> so then we get Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. I almost said versus Ruby Rose, which would have been a completely different match. Um, <laughs> love that, too. How about Ruby Soho versus Ruby Rose? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say Nyla Rose versus Ruby Rose would probably have the same result though. <laughs> and Lars, oh. Lars, the only thing I can say about this match is uh, Lars Fredrickson was out for Ruby Rose to say hi to. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Vicky Guerrero is just Vicky Guerrero. There's nothing else to. The worst. I, I like Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> God bless you. You and Chelsea can debate on this one. Um. <laughs> I just like I'm like I have like I feel sick to my stomach even like thinking about her or oh, like man. hearing her voice in my head. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have her, Rose. <laughs> yeah. So good. so this is just kind of a typical big woman match. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ruby loses. Um, the senton was fucking brutal looking though. From, from yeah, Lila. that was. It was really, it was really nasty. You know, it was really nasty. But I mean, at, at one point, she does no future. Ruby did no future, like three feet away from like Nyla's <laughs> head. And I don't know if Ruby screwed up or if Nyla was not in the right position, but whatever it was, it was just like what. Like, I'd like to think that, that Ruby never does anything wrong, so it's Nyla's fault. <laughs> like, like, Ruby just kind of sold when nothing was actually touching her. <laughs> you know, I will say um, Vicky Guerrero has just been doing this for so long that I think, like, Hispanic Karens just should be called Vicky's from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So then, so that was, yeah, kind of AW uh, Dynamite kind of ending on it. No, no. What was um, that? <laughs> and then we go to AW, he won't do it again. <laughs> AW Rampage, um, where Jane Cargill said stuff. I didn't pay any attention to it. Uh huh. Um, no, you don't like her. And then Chris Stat- uh, Long Island's Chris Statlander comes out and starts talking shit about amateur wrestling, and then is attacked mm-hmm. by a small child with a steel chair. Um, (laughs) you mean layla hirsch (laughs) layla hirsch is like four foot two like (laughs) i love layla hirsch you know um but yeah it just like the chair is the size of her like jesus christ (laughs) all right and then mercedes martinez and thunder rosa have their match and um man this was not a bad match but chris jericho was just killing me on commentary Mm. Like fuck, dude. Yeah, who wants I, him I, do I that? I enjoyed the match. I, I was able to focus on the match without really like letting his commentary bother me. Yeah. Uh, and I like the intro music for Thunder Rosa a lot. It reminded me of like old school, like uh, like Soulfly or something. Yeah. Really good music. Since we were talking about music earlier. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you though, there was that one point where it looked like Nyla Rose almost killed the cameraman with her crotch because like she because the cameraman was getting that. Sh- <laughs> Was getting that shot of her, like, you know, doing the, the move where she just lands on Mercedes Martinez. But then she slid over Mercedes Martinez, like, right into the camera. <laughs> what an amazing way to go, though. Yeah. <laughs> Taken out by Thunder Rosa's crotch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Put it on my tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, there's a you know, this is where Jerry Lawler would make some sort of awful, like, spicy comment or whatever, because Jerry Lawler is just the worst. Um, yeah. But um, so there was a night. Oh my God! Now I'm imagining what he would say in my head, and it's no, awful. No, don't. Oh don't God! Imagine it, yeah. <clears throat> Get out of the vortex. Yes. The vortex so, suck. That, that, that would be. So speaking of, <laughs> of delayed vertical suplexes, um, Mercedes Martinez was holding Thunder Rosa upside down for like ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> not easy. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy to do that move. Yeah. Um, although I will say that Rhea Ripley did it better because yeah. Rhea Ripley actually, Rhea Ripley actually muscled it entirely yeah. on her own which was sick. And, yeah. Uh, Mercedes, it's, it's still impressive because those, those two chicks are like pretty evenly sized. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not easy to lift up somebody's body weight like that, but she did get a little bit of an assist from the jump, but um, yeah, still good. Still good. 
And they yeah. both wound up poop free. No poop in the ring. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, um, and then the match just ends when Mercedes Martinez just randomly picks up a lead pipe and um, murders Thunder oh, yeah. Rosa. Um, because if someone hit you in the head with a lead pipe the way she did it, Thunder Rosa's skull would have cracked open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and of course, Chris Jericho was yelling about how this is the first DQ in AEW history. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, um, you nothing about the fact that she just uh, committed attempted murder. Yeah, of course. No, you know, not at all. You're, <laughs> he's so bad at it. And then, of course, we're going to hear from Serena Deeb and we don't hear from Serena Deeb. Um, I, I don't know if they, they lost all the working mics, but mm-hmm. instead they decide to put captions of stuff mm-hmm. on the screen. Something about, fucked up. something about a wolf inside of her. Yeah, there's some kind of weird wolf thing. And it's, it eat, was... it's eating people. I don't know what, what's happening oh, there. I don't but... know. I don't know. <laughs> and then, so we have a Mercedes Martinez promo. And she says she was here to take Thunder Rosa out. And then Britt Baker runs up. And apparently Britt Baker hired her to take out Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Hayter is jealous. Um... And so you just sounded like you were gossiping. Like, yeah. Jamie Hayter is so jealous. That was like, hilarious. Jealous. Like, oh my god! Like, Brit hired oh, Mercedes, my. and Mercedes is here to god. take out Thunder, take out Rosa. And, <laughs> that's, and, well, that's like exactly like who wrote this? Like a high school girl? Like yeah, who I, wrote this episode? <laughs> I guess it would be them because that's how this works. Yes. You know? Yes. So Britt Baker said that uh, you do not, be- she does not beat you again, or I will make sure your time here is shorter than the time at your last job. Okay. Um, okay. Which, which would have been, I don't, I, th- I think that was supposed to be an NXT knock, but her last job was actually just two matches in Impact. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what they're saying, that she'll last less than one match. But yeah. You know, but that was AW. Very exciting. Very, mm. very exciting. And just a huge letdown. <laughs> yes. Uh, between SmackDown and AEW, it's like that's that. Oh, uh, wow. Uh. I feel like we didn't do this in the right order. Like, <laughs> make people wait for the real good stuff. Well, we've been doing it in the order that they're on. Yeah, that's true. You know, we've yeah. been doing it in chronological order. Chronological. Um, so Chelsea yes and that was our AW report thank you Rose for being part of our AW report alright so <laughs> so Rose I want to ask you um, and then I'll go to the, uh, the the main course with Chelsea so Rose as part of the AW report what was your match of the week <laughs> <laughs> uh, my match of the week Oh man! Only in AW. Only in AW. Only in A. No. Yes, you got. You have to pick your batch of your AW correspondent. You have to give us your AW match. (laughs) She Um, just can't. Uh, I guess I'll give it to. Oh man, I don't know. I'll give it to Alan Ruby. To who? No, no, I'm oh. going to give it to Mercedes, Martinez, and Thunder Rose. Though. Okay, okay. Otherwise, yeah. you, sh- you better. Otherwise, Mercedes will hit you with a pipe. <laughs> oh, yeah, she'll hit me with a pipe. You know, honestly, up until that point, I actually really 
I thought the fight was pretty decent, actually, because there was a lot of like really big moves that both of them pulled off. You know, I the feel Northern like Lights suplex, the stunner, the mm-hmm. swinging net breaker, you know, that delayed vertical suplex that we talked about, the Death Valley driver, lots of reversals. It was actually like a good fight, you know, and then and then it's just like, oh, BT dubs, I'm just going to pull out this lead pipe <laughs> and all of the hard work that I put into this fight. It's over because. <laughs> Yeah, she just fucked herself, really. I'm just going to kabong you with this pipe. <laughs> kabong! Kabong! I'm just going to kabong you with this pipe. I love that <laughs> word! Even kabong. though I know how to fight. Yeah. Even though I know how to fight, clearly, I'm just going to... Well, Mercedes, Mercedes was taking this down to the Bronx. That's what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Kabong. <laughs> So, I'm yeah. just gonna streets erase you in the head. Yeah, like. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to watch that match with the volume off and see if I can actually watch it. There's there's actually some really cool moves in that fight. It's just yeah. Like then then just I'm just gonna inexplicably end it with this pipe. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Kabong. Like, yeah. Kabong. Alrighty, so I want to <laughs> thank Rose for being part of the uh, podcast and being Thanks, part of Rose. the AW report. Um, Rose, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Cut Like This Music. I'm also on YouTube. Uh, we have brand new a music video coming out for our new single, The Boogeyman. There's also a really badass remix by Angel Spit, which is totally, totally badass cyberpunk versus horror punk crazy remix. And uh, yeah, I'm on TikTok, Instagram. Just look for Cut Like This. You'll find me. All You'll right. You'll find me. All right, thank you so much, Rose. We love you, Rose. All right. Love you guys. So we will we will speak to you next time, Rose. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. So Chelsea, what was your match of the week? Well, it's really hard because I love the Japanese street fight between Mako and Blair, but yeah, the fucking the injury. I don't know. I feel so bad. Oh fuck. Oh, <laughs> but so uh, it was that but then it's kind of fucked up to make that your match of the week when it ended in an injury but so i think i have to go with cora jade versus raquel gonzalez on that front mm-hmm. yeah super your, enjoyable um who's your wrestler of the week ah uh, fuck i i'm i think i'm gonna go with mako uh satomura because of the nunchucks and because <laughs> <laughs> and because how well she handled herself in that horrible situation and just just because of her wrestling in general she's just it, it was either that or cora jade for kicking yeah. ass yeah, yeah i'm gonna Mako. go with cora jade versus raquel gonzalez is also my match of the week mm-hmm. and um my wrestler of the week i really nina samuels <laughs> no yes nina samuels gets it it's gonna be brandy rose no it's gonna, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> ah man i I have to give it to Wendy Chu because she just was the thing that I kept thinking of the most this week and how That's like so funny. how into her character she is and how like yeah. she just sells it so friggin' well. Yes. No, that was just the weirdest, coolest thing that I did not expect to enjoy in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no, I totally thought I would hate it and I watched it and I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking this is kind of magical. Yeah. <laughs> so. And just the talent that she has being t- able to like transition from character to character, like I know. so seamlessly. I know. Yeah. It's fucking, Very cool. it's fucking nuts. 
But um, all righty. Uh, so, uh, Chelsea, where can people find you? You can find me at Chelsea.Lesage on Instagram. Where can they find you, Charles? On Charles.D.Lincoln on Instagram. Yeah, so then you can find us together. Together. CL Squared Productions. Uh, CL Squared Productions on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And then, yes, lastly, you can find us on the Twitter. Twitter. Twitter at Beyond Z, as in Z, Bell, B-E-L-L-E. So go follow us there. And, um, yeah, all that jazz. All right, Chelsea, I want to wish you a happy birthday this week. Thank you and, very much. And I also want to wish everyone else a um, nothing because it's not their birthday. So Yeah, you lose. Uh, you get yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Good day. Good day to you. So, yes. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, yeah. so um, I want to thank all of you for listening to us. Uh, we yes. hope you've enjoyed the 60th fucking episode. The 60th. Um, Can you imagine if we didn't take a break? We'd be at like 100 by now. It'd be fucking nuts. We definitely would. We definitely would. Um, yeah. We'll get there, maybe. A lot of Just people. Stop lo- disappointing us. A lot of people uh, <laughs> wrote me to complain that we didn't do a, uh, a best of uh, 2021 episode, but it's hard to do when you didn't watch wrestling for two months. So. Yeah. Like, tough shit, motherfuckers. Just shut up. You know. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening, guys. All right, everyone. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.